So hello and welcome to another episode of Your Night Inspiration with me, Debra Ugochoku. I'm super excited to be doing this because it's more like I'm trying to relieve what happened today. So I had a sort of a kind of day that was almost ruined based on my emotions. I've been struggling with my emotions and I just came across this very chapter in the book Sharper Than a Two-Edged Sword by Andrew Womack. And it was really speaking to me. And I know that there are lots of us and many people who struggle with their emotions. What if you could learn how to harness your emotions? Well, in today's episode, I will be sharing with you how to harness your emotions. Or basically, I'll just be sharing with you the chapter, Harnessing Your Emotions, in the book, Sharper Than a Two-Edged Sword. So, let's go right into it. And you are listening you to are listening your night inspiration. So life would be pretty boring without emotions. We just move from one bland experience to the next like a bunch of robots. Unfortunately, or should I say fortunately? God created us to experience life with emotions. But he never intended for us to be ruled and controlled by them. Out of control, emotions make life miserable. And as believers, we cannot afford to let emotions ruin our lives. I doubt there's there's a single person who loves God who would wake up in the morning and say, I think I'll be depressed today or I want to be miserable. I can't imagine someone wanting to be under the control of damaging emotions. Yet, when bad things begin to happen, most people feel completely powerless to prevent negative emotions from dominating them they don't realize that they have authority over their emotions and it is within the power to harness those emotions the word of god tells us that rejoice forevermore pray without ceasing in everything give thanks for this is the will of god in christ jesus consigning you now this is just okay this was from first thessalonians 5 16 to 18 and it's just one of the many scriptures that tells us to rejoice in all circumstances god wouldn't have told us to control our emotions if he knew that we couldn't do it the simple fact that we are commanded to rejoice and to praise god at all times is a proof that we can god says we can harness our emotions 
but popular culture encourages us to do the exact opposite. Psychologists tell us not to hold anything back. They say you have to vent. You have to let it all out. This viewpoint has its roots in the false assumption that our emotional state is an automatic response to the things that are happening to us in our life. The idea is that you can't do anything to prevent emotion from rising up and controlling you. So you may as well let it all loose. But that isn't true. I don't deny that we can be hot or we we have negative emotional reactions to upsetting circumstances. But we can deny those emotions the opportunity to ruin our lives. The inability to harness your emotions when someone spits on your face, hits you, insults you, ignores you, or stabs you in the back will put you in bondage. You aren't free if emotions are dictating your behavior. The circumstances of your life are going to dominate you as long as you allow your emotions to govern you. Anyone who says that emotional responses to circumstances are inevitable and that you can't stop those emotions from controlling you has wrongly reduced human beings to merely evolved animals. You are not an or a developed animal. You didn't evolve from a fish. You were created in the image of God. And you have a spirit man on the inside of you that gives you the capacity to operate above the animal level. You are not reduced to just responding to stimuli from your environment. Your born-again spirit gives you the ability to live supernaturally. Listen to this. No man can say when he's tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither he tempted any man. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then, when lust had conceived, it brings forth death and sin and it's conceived brings forth even death. And that was from the book of James 1, 13 to 15. People today have narrowly defined that scripture and the word lust as illicit sexual desire for another person. And while it is often used that way in the scripture, it also means to long for or to desire. The meaning of lust in this scripture is actually desire. So every man is tempted when he's lured away and enticed by his own desires. And then when desire or emotions conceives, 
it brings forth sin. And here's the point. Emotions are not a byproduct of your environment. The picture of sin being conceived and then giving birth to death is is a mirror of the natural process of conception and childbirth, you know. In the natural realm, if a man and a woman doesn't want to conceive a child, then they shouldn't have sexual relations. People are letting their desires and emotions run wild. But then, when the birth of sin and death starts to show, they don't want any part of it. Essentially, they've allowed the conception of sin in their emotions and now they are nine months pregnant and they don't want to have that child. It doesn't work that way. You don't try to stop the death, the birth. You you actually stop the conception. If there's a strong fight in you, that strong fight in you, pulling you towards sin, it's because you've already conceived that sin in your emotions. So you need to stop that conception. And then you wouldn't have to worry about giving birth. I don't mean to be offensive, but in a spiritual sense, every time you indulge negative emotions, is like having a spiritual intercourse with the devil. The devil is planting the seed on the inside of you that is going to grow into a sin, which eventually brings destruction. If you would recognize that, I guarantee it would change the way you look at indulging your emotions. So, instead of allowing depression and discouragement and other negative emotions to overrule you, recognize that the Bible tells us to be strong and of good courage and in the face of trying circumstances. The Word of God commands us in many places to harness our emotions. Every time you disobey those commands and allow yourself to slip into emotions, it's like having a spiritual affair with the devil. You know you shouldn't feel that way, but you feel like you can't help it, so you give in. Giving up or giving in is going to plant a seed on the inside of you that will bring forth something you don't want and when the bet comes around you're going to be crying to god to save you you cannot afford to indulge in your emotions you cannot afford to indulge those emotions and allow it to conceive sin if you truly want to live a victorious life you have to learn to control your emotions i believe it is significant that the very first thing that jesus told his disciples to do 
was to harness their emotions. In my experience with myself and in dealing with others in crisis, I have found that that reaction to the initial moment of a crisis is vital. If you fall apart like a $2 suitcase at the very beginning, if you let fear, despair, grief, and sorrow overwhelm you, it's nearly impossible to overcome those emotions and walk in faith later on. It's a lot easier to stop those emotions from entering in than it is to try to keep them from getting out when you've been entertaining them. I'm not condemning anyone who has experienced sorrow and grief in a crisis. I understand that we are human and we have these emotions. I also know that experiences in life can knock the wind out of you. And I'm not just saying that we aren't only human. You can operate above your emotions when tragedy strikes, if you choose to. Emotions are like causes. It's a lot easier to keep them in check than it is to rein them in after they've begun to run wild. If you fall to pieces the moment something bad happens, it's going to be a lot harder for you to pull yourself back together and start believing God for a miracle. It's much easier to harness your emotions from the start. Thankfully, God has given you the power to do so. You can rule over your emotions. You don't have to let them ruin you. You don't have to let them lead you. Part of growing up is learning not to be controlled by your emotions. When you are a kid, all you want to do is play and have fun. But as you mature, you learn to work even when you don't want to. You may not feel like being the parent or going to work or the giving day, but you do it anyway because it's a part of being a responsible adult. Being mature means doing things even when we don't feel like it. Being a mature believer means the same thing. You can choose not to let negative emotions run wild and dominate you. God has not only given us the authority to rule and reign over our emotions. He has also commanded us to use that authority. And Jesus said, in the world, he shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have come to overcome the world. The Lord is saying that you're going to have problems in this life. But he says, no, the Lord is he's not saying you're not going to have problems. But he says, be of good cheer. He's not saying we should only rejoice when everything is perfect in life. This is a command to be of good cheer regardless of our problems. 
God wouldn't command us to rejoice if we weren't capable of doing it. Harnessing your emotions is essential if you truly want to live a victorious Christian life. Not just in a crisis situation, but in everyday life. So when bad news comes, don't give in to the temptation to let negative emotions like fear and depression to rush in and take control of you. Instead, make the choice to rejoice in the Lord and remember that you have God's love and joy and peace abiding in your born-again spirit. Even when life is going great, you still need to harness your emotions because that's still where sin is conceived. Avoid the conception in your emotions and you won't find yourself in a fight to give birth to sin. And that was taken from the book Sharper Than a Two-Edged Sword by Andrew Womack. I hope you enjoyed hearing me with that. And I hope you learned a thing or two about harnessing your emotions. We cannot keep letting our emotions rule us. super excited about tonight's podcast because it's personally spoke to me and i hope it does to you too so thank you for staying to the end of this podcast it's still your night inspiration with the big night and i'm your host debra Ogochugu. i'll speak to you in the next episode If you got value from this podcast, please don't forget to share with others. There are lots of people who need to learn to harness their emotions. And I believe that God is going to help us to get through all of this. Thanks for listening. I'll speak to you in the next episode.